smartcast you're listening to a hindustan times production brought to you by hd smartcast this is part 2 of my conversation with trisha bura author of how not to kill your house plants it's the first ever comprehensive guide on how to care for house plants in the indian context you answer this question about do house plants really purify and a lot of people yeah you're right you know they sell it to you saying this is an air purifying plant blah mm. blah but for once and for all you've kind of like uh, shut that down with the large number of plants in a forest will indeed clean the air but scientifically you would need 680 house plants in a 1500 square foot house let's be yeah. real <laughs> yeah Yeah, how many no. of us can stuff so many in? <laughs> yeah, I actually figured this out when we I I was editing this book called which a book I really love. Huh? It's called oh. How to Grow Fresh Air, and oh. it's by Kamal Mehtal, who's also given a quote for this book. And okay. he talks about I mean it, it was a really topical book about oh. uh, pollution and how you can kind of. Um, you know like kind of how you can install certain things in your house and mm. seal your windows in a particular way and oh. uh, which are the best uh, air purifiers on the market and things like that but there's mm. also a section on plants okay. uh, and if they clean the air so when i was doing the research i realized that it's not feasible right because the mm. list the, there's this list that has gone viral in the internet which is nasa's a list of air yes. purifying plants <laughs> right and this happened like some years ago but the problem yeah. with that is that what you know marketers very cleverly leave out is that that experiment happened in a completely sealed room right yes yes and our houses are not sealed so you can't <laughs> replicate those things i mean it's just a marketing gimmick because yeah. everybody wants to better their lives in some way or the other right So when you mm. say that plants are air purifying, I mean it's a really good sell. You see, all nurseries do it. Yes, yes, right. Mm. So, um, but they don't. I mean, you really need to stuff. You won't have place to move in your house if you get that many plants in. That's true. That's true. Mm. And I liked how you know uh, you cleared up so many. I mean, doubts that everybody who has plants has, like you know. I mean, mm. I. I that i was watering my plants wrong i mean i i knew that you okay morning is probably better than evening but i didn't know specifically why i mean i've been watering them in the evening all this while but uh, yeah that's possibly why some of them die <laughs> you know the thing is uh, it's actually a bit tricky to put down information like this right because what people have to remember that plant keeping is actually based on two things one is the place where you live your environmental factors and mm. your lifestyle okay right. mm. so the thing mm. is if you are the type of person who waters very often right mm. and you live in a place that is hot yeah okay most of india is pretty hot right so let's just stick to that yeah. so if you are heavy handed with a watering can then mm. it's a better idea to go out and get terracotta pots those clay pots right because yes. terracotta naturally kind of wicks out excess uh water 
right? Mm. So even mm. if you're watering regularly, your mm. uh, medium, your pot, your pot is like made of a porous medium, right? So mm. and it's hot. So then you have evaporation and transpiration, everything working quite fast. Mm. So even if you water pretty regularly, your soil, your plant is not sitting in uh, wet soil, right? Which is the reason why most plants die, mm. right? But if you mm. lived in, say, like a really hot place like Jaipur, right? Mm. And you don't want to water your plants twice a day, once a day, which will probably be required. Then what do yeah. you do? You opt for a plastic pot, right? Because mm. plastic will mm. hold on to moisture. So it's really those two things. Because, you know, if you um, if your house doesn't get too much light, then it's mm. better to kind of... Uh, opt for terracotta and things like that because then you're if you don't have too much light your soil will be wet for longer and your plants yes. will be sitting in that wet soil right mm. so if yes. like if anyone is listening to this those are the two things that actually matter the place mm. you live in like the kind of light your house receives and your lifestyle do you want to water that often are you a person who'd like to water only once a week and then you take mm. it from there Okay. And you know, and your book also made me think about, like you mentioned how, of course, I mean, people, most people, you know, when we are so starved of water, you can't possibly be, uh, uh, you know, watering your plants with RO water, though you say it's the best. Yeah. But still, no, I was wondering, it made me think, what about the runoff from RO? You know, because there's so much wastage when you do the RO process. Mm. And there's so much going on. Is that good for plants? You know, very honestly, I have no idea. Okay, okay, but I can try it. <laughs> yeah, because this is what you know. I keep thinking that we should do something with this RO water, <laughs> you know, yeah. and attempt to collect it and put it into the plants. Mm-hmm. And plants are not estate. So I just wondered that that question came up when I read the book. That's <laughs> interesting. I will give it a try. Maybe I could try it with plants. I'm not a fan of plants mm. who are already on the last legs or something, and yeah. then kind of see where that goes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And another thing I wanted to ask was, you know, you you speak about fertilizers and, you know, you mm. list all the different kinds of fertilizers and, mm. and stuff for houseplants. What about, mm. you know, there's a whole movement for organic, as in kitchen waste. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, so here's fertilizer. The thing. Talk about that. I think kitchen waste is amazing, right? Like if you know how to compost or yeah. if you just if you have a banana plant at home and you just add some banana uh, peels into the soil it is great right mm-hmm. but remember this book is for beginners right so right. you don't want to be overwhelmed with um composting is not difficult but it isn't mm-hmm. very easy either right especially if you're doing it in yes, apartment yes. i mean there will be many That's- trial and errors with you like with your compost not working out and things like mm. that before you actually get to good like that black gold compost that is amazing for plants right yes, now, so, yes. so that is one of the reasons why i've mm. said it's if you're starting out and fertilizing fertilizing can anyways and like a confusing subject for most people right when do i yeah. do it does this plant require it what kind of fertilizer so the yeah. simplest way in right is to mm. get yourself like one of those um, uh, organic 
sea uh, sea emulsions and uh, fish fish emulsions and seaweed fertilizers because you you can't really go wrong with it right oh, so okay. that is why i've asked people to stick to that method the liquid uh, feeding method rather than kitchen based and things like that but as you go along and as you get into if you can like keep your plants alive then definitely you know go for kitchen waste start composting use that compost because that is actually the best kind of uh, soil addition i mean compost mm. is a great soil conditioner because it's rich with like nutrients and micronutrients and things like that so yeah you can absolutely go for it but this book was for like really like people who are new to plants right so that is why yeah. i said like let's stick to liquids first because Yeah. the chances of you mucking that one up are much less <laughs> okay okay and, and and i find the book really i mean it's really useful in you know note on containers mulching caring for the soil these are things that and everybody who has plants you know uh, and the different kinds of fertilizers so mm. we've managed to you know and the signs mm-hmm. of fertilizing one doesn't i mean who very few people know when you look mm-hmm. at a plant that over fertilized it you know mm-hmm. you just think that just keep fertilizing it'll be good it's always mm-hmm. good <laughs> so yeah, so that's nice yeah thank you do you intend to write another book that's also on the same lines maybe since this is for beginners yeah you know, i do want. actually i was actually I mean I'm thinking of more books uh along these lines which but more kind of specific towards a certain species or or a variety of plants okay right mm-hmm. so maybe like cactus and succulents because that's a huge uh world in itself right or yeah. maybe just aroids or mm-hmm. let's see let's see how this one does first Oh, I'm sure this will do very well because, like, like we were discussing, you know, everything now because we so many of us have been indoors for a long time. Of course, mm. uh, pandemic has not receded, but we've started going out. But you're still working from home and stuff, right? Yeah, many people. Yeah, yeah. So you're more focused on I don't know indoor things like plants and decor and stuff. I hope Maybe. that stays. I hope the trend for plants stays. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it will because once you see that something is enriching your life so much, mm. you mm. will stick. With it, hopefully, you know. Mm. Yeah. So uh, this thing about cacti and succulents sounds really interesting. I mean, why, why cacti and succulents, and why not say creepers? Oh, because uh, cacti and succulents. One, because they, I find them really fascinating, right? because they it's like all sorts of shapes colors behaviors um like there's something called a lithop which is a living stone i don't know if you saw it in the book that i saw it in the book it it's crazy because if you walk past those i've never seen them in the natural habitat right but they look mm-hmm. if you see pictures of them right and where they mm-hmm. grow which is in uh, i think south africa namibia and things like that you cannot tell they are uh, plants they look like stones right so mm. that mimicry is like just next level so mm. i find these um like cacti and succulents really interesting for how they've kind of adapted and done so well in those harsh kind of environments and yeah. also 
they are they're quite easy to keep right mm. if you just figure out a few things and there's so many varieties so that's a lot to cover yeah i'd never heard of them before i saw actually maybe i'm like <laughs> under informed but when i saw that picture I was like wow you know they're the quite crazy yeah it's bizarre and lovely mm. at the same time <laughs> yeah i have a few at home Oh, you do? Okay. I have a few of those lithops at home and I look at them every morning just going like, what the hell are you guys? Like, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy the morphology, right? Yeah. And I like this uh, plant troubles chapter as well. Chapter mm. five. Mm. This whole list of all these. And it's it's so important, I guess, to know these. You know, the thing is, uh, Manjula, I so wish I had something like this when I was starting, right? Because my mm. mom used to have bring home all these gardening books, some of which I still have. But they're mm. all uh, set in an international context, right? So none of it applies to us. Yes. But I wish I had something like this when I started out, right? Because it has almost everything from why, why are the holes on my leaf? and what are these black droppings on the so i had to like most of us end up googling all these right yes but, yes so yeah. this i feel is one of the most helpful things in the book because you can just look at okay what is happening with my plant and find the corresponding answer yes like the the white uh, the white powdery thing on my plant yeah. i just i was like i looked this up and said wow so this is why and this is what to do mm. so yeah very useful and and this this list of all these plants are also very good you know this bubble plant and oh i i didn't know half of these plants now i'm like quite tempted to go and buy some of them <laughs> you know? yeah i think the pictures really help they've been taken by soil right the soil yeah. is uh they these young guys based out of tespur in assam and okay. it's amazing how you know i wrote to them they wrote back immediately because obviously i don't have all these plants in my house right Mm-hmm. and they're a nursery um they they run a nursery and things like that and they went and sourced all these plants during a lockdown which was just wow. amazing yeah you mentioned them you mentioned the names what are the names yeah. you said soiled soiled s o i l e d so okay. they have a website so they, they sell plants they're known in the plant community and things like that okay, uh, okay. so i think the photographs are super important because you know just names don't help right so we were like we yeah. need to have pictures because that's, that's what will inspire people yeah and these pictures are lovely they've they've done a very yeah, good they've, job they've done an amazing job i think hmm prince sharma and rahul singh okay yes from tezpur great that's nice so uh, how did you find them like you because you you were the i mean you knew them before or? no i've bought plants from them before Oh okay nice so they've so, done a great job I mean and I've seen their website and things like that and I really like their aesthetic sense hmm hmm yeah it's come out it's come out in the pictures and it's really a well produced I mean it's a lovely it's a lovely book to keep I thought you know yeah I'm to give people I think penguin has yeah. done a really good job because usually it's hard to find a a, a full color book in this price point right Yeah, but it's also handy. You can put it in your bag. You can. It's easy to refer to. So I think they've done mm-hmm. a fantastic job. Yeah. Also, you know, I think this is this is a section. I mean, I'm glad it's they 
got published this now because like you said it's it's still difficult to find books which are you know which tell you about your house plants in the indian yes. context right it it yeah. still is not common i don't you think know? there's any except for one darling kindersley book which was published many many years ago i don't know why that is i mean we really need more hopefully your book will start something you know hopefully that will be really yeah like it will be really good if it does we need a section on gardening yeah so yeah i hope you write uh, i mean i know you will <laughs> i was looking out for that cacti book though i'm not a great fan of cacti but <laughs> it may not even be cacti but it's just okay. something that i've been like thinking about okay great great so uh, this is for the listeners everybody go out and get how not to kill your house plants a beginner's guide to plant parenting by trisha bora it's a lovely book it answers a lot of questions and even if you're not a beginner and you already have grown plants and kill them <laughs> it still is very you know it's because she's brought out a, she's put in a lot of information both factual as well as sort of philosophical which is what i love about it trisha thank you so much manjula it was really nice talking to you Yes, it was nice talking to you too. Bye. Bye. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.